0: Welcome to Admin Unboxed, we are a show that encourages you to think beyond the boundaries of traditional stereotypes surrounding the administrative profession. Did you know that there's 160 different job titles in our profession? Holy moly guacamole, that is a lot of job titles. So our show is about having guests on where we'll unpack the prickly stuff, share industry updates, we'll document, we'll review, we'll show off the admin profession's incredible diversity, talent and opportunities. It's a show full of honest, open conversations. Lots of cheerleading, lots of joy. Thanks for joining us and let's get tucked into the show.
1: Hi everyone.
2: Hi. Hi, UK. How are you, Mel? I'm good. We're back on Admin Unboxed.
1: We for sure show. I know. Happy Tuesday. Um, actually, Mel and I got to meet in person last week, so we had an absolute ball together. Which was so awesome. it was, and
2: nice. but, and, was it a Tuesday? I, I think it was a Tuesday, and we were a bit bummed that it wasn't one of our um, show. Dates. Actual, yeah, show dates. But anyway, that was all good. But yeah, it I was know. great to actually meet in person.
1: And last week you had the um, one of the AAA roundtables in Adelaide. Yes, I did. Uh,
2: Candice McDonald um, hosted that for us and we had about 12 EAs uh, that all came together, all different sort of grades, not all, sorry, I say EAs but I should say admin professionals across the board. Um, and, yeah, it was a really good opportunity to come, come together, sort of came together in the middle of the day and just, chatted oh our actual topic was um leadership which we spoke about quite a bit and then we'd sort of um go off on tangents and come and we went over time that's how you know good the conversation was and yeah it was an amazing opportunity to to meet new EAs as well.
1: We um I hosted one in Sydney um a couple of weeks ago And I had a real mix of um, different role titles and experience in the room. So it was actually really good to see the different experiences everyone had been through. But I think the really great part about the roundtables is that connectiveness and people really Mm -hmm. want to connect with other people outside their organisations as well and have those really meaningful conversations Um, and not having someone talking at you but um, everyone, you know, Bonding, and I think you know our group has had a couple of emails in between, and people have made real connections from it too. So, um, if you haven't registered for one of the roundtables, get on them. Get see if you can book in and go to one of them.
2: Yeah, they're definitely um, worth worth the time.
1: So I thought I might move across to our topic of today which are um, talking about virtual assistants and um, there are a couple of types of virtual assistants. They're ones that are known as VAs who um, have their own business and have their own clients and then there's people like you and me who actually um, support their managers virtually. So Mel what's a little bit about your role and how do you support people virtually?
2: Um, so I've only been in this sort of role for a year and a half now. Prior to that, was always in the office with my exec. And our, that's how our business ran. You had to be an EA in the in, in the office with your exec. And then I got an opportunity to move into a part of the business where there was too many execs across um, nationally. So they wanted someone who knew the business quite well but had good communication skills and was very good at um I suppose prioritizing and just be you know, sort of being used to not being around and not being able to ask that question straight away and making sure you're taking notes so that when you do finally speak to your exec that you're, you know, you're on top of everything. Um, and so I've now got um, I've actually got now got two execs. I had three, but I've now got two. One's in Darwin and one's in Brizzy. And the amazing part about my role is that I still have a small team in the office in Adelaide where I am. So I can still go in and be with people if I want to. Or I can be at home and be on meetings all day pretty much. Um, and then I've had opportunities over the last year and a half to go up and see those execs in the other offices, which has been another amazing thing because then you get to, to see a whole new group of team and meet new people and all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a nice balance for me. I quite I quite like it. So, yeah. How about you? Because you're you're similar.
1: Same. I'm in the office four days a week um, but my CEO is based in Melbourne uh, and he travels a lot so I actually don't get a lot of face-to-face time with him at all, although we talk all the time. Um, And so what we did, we created a pyramid of communication of how we do things to make sure we don't miss anything. Um, I did things like get him onto OneNote straight away. Um, he hadn't used it before so we could share documents and, and looking at the same things. And he had a pack for every day and, you know, he, he was prepared. But also to, you know, we only text when it's urgent so he knows he's got to answer me straight away and vice versa. Um, we call for our daily catch-up and then anything with great detail. He doesn't like a lot of detail on the phone. He likes short, sharp on the phone. So you know, anything that needs detail, I put, in. you know, bullet points in a meeting, you know, different headings each week and that works for us. Um, But I must say at times it can be a bit lonely being virtual in this way. I'm sure you feel that at times. Um, And I sit in the area in the office by myself. So I have to make sure I actively um make sure my connections are you know solid within the office and around the office as well sometimes you know he's in a meeting can't find a meeting room down in another state and i'm flying blind so it's really about having the good connections with the office managers in the other states too as well just so sometimes it can be a little bit of extra work um being virtual in making sure you connect the dots because as you said you're not having those quick corridor conversations with them or those second grabs between meetings as well but um That's a little bit about us, but we've got two fabulous, fabulous um, guests with us today. We've got Adrienne Donnelly, who is the co-founder of Newcastle Virtual Assistants, and we've got Leah Self, who's the founder of the Productivity Queen. So um, they will join us shortly, Um, but they're um, both got some successful businesses, VA businesses, and we'll be asking them a bit of questions about how you build a business, what it's like being a VA, what lessons they've learnt. Um, over that time, and what COVID did to affect their business, and what COVID's done to continue affecting businesses. So, Mel, I might hand over to you.
2: Lovely. I'm going to get Adrian, Adrian, on now. And just before um, I start asking you some questions, I'm just going to read your bio. Um, so, Adrian started her own virtual assistant business, organised by Adrian, in 2016. She saw a need for all-round admin support for small business owners. Shortly after, Adrian quit her day job in HR operations management to pursue a full-time career as a virtual assistant. Adrian has over 20 regular clients and has built a team of specialists, including other virtual assistants, graphic designers, photographers, videographers, copywriters, website developer de- developers and editors. Adrian also co-founded the Newcastle Virtual Assistant Company, a group of over 200 other local virtual assistants throughout the region. Um, that's amazing and just having two businesses on the go just sounds uh, very hectic and being a virtual assistant is would be hectic enough. Um, but first question, um, HR operations manager, how did you decide to you know, start a virtual assistant business?
3: Thank you Mel and thank you both for having me on. Um, I've always um, had a component of admin in my uh, career. So my very first job out of high school when I was 18 was called the male girl. And it was admin support to a manufacturing company, the HR team, backup reception, all those sort of core administration tasks. And I learned all of that. As I went. So all of my roles have always have, a, have had an admin component. Um, I found myself in a position where the role that I was in wasn't exactly what I needed anymore, both for professional and personal reasons. Um, so I decided to move to another um, organization. And th- at that time, a few of my colleagues left that business as well and contacted me and said, Hey, you know, all those things you used to do for us internally, like find us somewhere to get business cards or fix our email signature when it dropped off our Outlook profile and all those sorts of things. They went inside of their own small business and said, could you just help me out on the side with those? That I did and that grew and that grew and they told their other small business owner friends about me and then that became what is now organised by Adrian almost seven years in. Excellent.
2: And the Newcastle piece...
3: Yeah, so I've lived here for 10 years. um, And when I started to put myself out there under that, you know, that name of organized by Adrian or as a virtual assistant, I started running into a lot of other virtual assistants and thought oh, okay so there's more of us around and that's great and we can go for coffee and and connect Um, and then my business grew to a size size where I needed some support in my business there was too many um, kind of client hours billable type hours that I could do um, without working seven days a week and I have workaholic tendencies so I was trying to you know make sure I kept on top of that I popped up a post on LinkedIn hey I'm looking for someone who can help me with these sorts of things and a lady I just happened to be connected with tagged her sister and said oh my sister's a great um VA you should connect with her that was a, a lady by the name of Jane we went for coffee we started collaborating on client projects in skill sets that she had that I didn't but my clients wanted and then she sort of said oh, there's actually a whole bunch of other VAs around the region um so we decided to start a Facebook group as a way to sort of Keep us in one area so we could remember who we each other were. There weren't any VA LinkedIn groups at that time. So um, we did it that way. And that was four years ago. We now have, um, yeah, over 200 members. We do monthly coffee meetups. We have a co working space that we offer hot desks to our members. We do a one-day professional development conference for our local VAs because there's not a lot of professional development for Australian-based virtual assistants. Um, And we also offer a matchmaking service to other small to medium-sized business owners that think they want to get a VA but don't know how to find one. So they'll come to us. We'll work through that kind of what you need, how many hours, that sort of thing, the skills technical, soft skills, that sort of thing, we'll then take that out to our members and match local business owners with our members to take some of that um, that grunt work out of trying to find um, that VA because that's for us a very, um, uh, something Jane and I are both very passionate about is educating business owners to go, you don't have to do it all yourself and you also don't need to be ready to employ someone and have all the infrastructure ready to employ someone or you know, know how many hours we could, there is actually this lovely sweet spot in the middle, which is a virtual assistant. So that is the Newcastle VA company.
2: Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. four years ago, so that's pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Pre-COVID. You would have just, and then it would have been coming into go at COVID. Did you find that that accelerated business at that time or people yeah. were just too caught up in COVID world to,
3: to be needing admin around that yeah, time? And- a little bit of both mel so but the organized by adrian company i definitely got busier i thought it wasn't going to because a lot of my clients are small to medium-sized business owners um a lot of them have young families so we're sort of thinking how is this all going to work i actually started a little side business making quarantine funny quarantine related greeting cards during that time, because I was like, this thing isn't gonna last, I need another source of income. But what I found was a lot of my clients who had either um, products or services, all those people like one day I'll get my, an online shop happening, or one time I'll get my course online or my offerings online or offer virtual consultations or counseling or whatever that might be. They all just went, right, we need to get online and we need to do it now. So it was actually quite busy. In terms of the newcastle va company we definitely saw an influx of virtual assistants or people wanting to explore Mm -hmm. so our group is open to people who are thinking about it or already, already are virtual assistants um i think that sort of level of admin and middle management was quite heavily impacted by COVID, and so we started to see a bit of an influx i wouldn't say all of those people are still looking to pursue a va business because you know, we came out of COVID, more opportunities um, presented themselves. They may have gone back into sort of the workforce as opposed to working for themselves. But I definitely saw an influx in both those areas. Yep. Yeah, Yeah.
2: Um, so w- with the Newcastle area, are you, you do have broader than the Newcastle and the New South Wales area? Do you have um, EAs from all over Australia?
3: In terms of our members? Yeah. Yeah, so we really just do focus on our region because one of the main drivers for Jane and I was community. We both had come from corporate environments and one thing that I definitely missed was that opportunity to be in an office with other people, go grab a coffee with someone, go, hey, can you, you know, just run your eye over this email, tell me if it makes sense, do have I interpreted this right, does this proposal look okay, does this response look okay? And that's something that we both were... Finding we were really missing by working alone. And also, um, I guess we can't deny the mental health impact of that kind of isolation that, um, I think there's some assumptions that people that choose a virtual career are quite introverted, which is definitely not the case for Jane and I. Um, So we really thrive in those sort of environments where we can be together. And also running a company together, we have way more momentum and efficiency when we're in a space together. Um, so, yeah, that was, I guess, one of the main reasons why we decided to keep it quite local. But there are some incredible, incredible national networks um, that try to, you know, where possible, run online, uh, face-to-face events but are primarily online that cover um, every part of Australia in terms of their member base. Oh, great.
2: Um, so going away from the sort of the business side of things and back to being a VA, um, mm-hmm. what's your biggest, I suppose, biggest challenge and, um, or challenges that you've seen and that you face sort of daily, I suppose, and um, how do you, you know, work through those? And are there challenges where they are what they are and you just have to deal with that and move on or are, there, are things are slowly changing that things are getting easier?
3: Yeah, I think my challenges at the start were um, not being able, well, not knowing when to say no and making some, not going with my gut on some things, but I was also trying to create a sustainable business. I'd come from a, you know, an annual wage, monthly pay on the 15th of every month that was in your bank account to going to sustaining myself. I was single, I had a mortgage, so those sorts of things. So I think I probably, that fear of not when will the inquiry stop when will the clients stop coming and saying yes 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 all the time in that desire to really make a go of it i guess my challenge now is totally different is that the inquiries are probably more than what i can handle but the good thing about having built a community whether it was before i was members of others or now as the founder of a community is you never have to turn clients away whether it's you don't have the hours you don't have the skill set you know that you know whether it's a cultural fit or a personality fit or a values fit, you're not going to be a match. You can always uh, say to clients, I can't help you, but let me find the right virtual assistant or online business manager for you. Um, in terms of clients, it's the same as anyone who works for other people. It's everyone has a different definition of urgent and those sorts of things or may not respond to you to give you the parts that you need to be successful in your role. And then, you know, five clients could all come back to you at the exact same time, going, here's all the things you asked for, like over to you now. And you're like, I've been waiting for a week. But that's just, you know, it's just what I refer to as the lumpiness. It's just the ebbs and flows of that type of workload, I guess, are those sort of challenges that I don't think really go away, no matter whether you've been doing this for 10 months or 10 years.
1: Yeah, which is very
2: true. And so those clients that you're getting through, are they from a range of industries? And do you you feel, and if they are, uh, and you've come from a particular industry, do you find it difficult? I know that um, administrative assistants should always be agile and I know we're resourceful, uh, but I know sometimes when you go from one industry to another, it can be quite tricky. Um, Do you have a range of different industries that you're servicing?
3: yes so i think because the business i'd worked in prior was a recruitment company so you could be working with various business on any given day trying to recruit for their team so you really had to understand their culture their values what they needed the type of person who would fit so i think that experience definitely set me up to be able to move between different clients industries and kind of get in the headspace or the zone of that client I guess for a lot of VAs and people that train or coach or mentor VAs, there's two lines of thought. You can go down the niching path where you um, really are, are a specialist in a certain software, a certain type of client, clients at a certain size, clients in a certain industry, or what I would refer to myself in terms of industry as a more generalist. So, I don't think I actually have any two clients in the same industry. So that can range from accountants, real estate agents, business coaches, psychologists, cafes, retail. It's a really wide variety. I personally like that. I like the variety. And one thing I've found to be beneficial about being uh, not niching in a certain industry is I can learn things from an industry that, Maybe as an accountant, you might not look to a cafe to go, what systems and processes are they using? What software are they using in their business? But you can actually see across different industries and go, hang on, that might actually work. That system may actually work for an accountant and we wouldn't have otherwise gone looking in that industry for examples of systems or processes or ways of doing things with our clients, whether that's you know onboarding or customer service, those sorts of things. So I find that to be really um helpful in a way and it, it can add some real value to other clients.
2: Which is interesting because that was kind of one of my my next questions about efficiency. Um and you know how have you sort of worked through things to help your clients be more efficient, um, which you've just answered that question. So yeah, <laughs> which, is, uh, which is awesome. Um, how do you how do you feel the role because you've been a VA for quite a while, really? Um, and I had not realized that there was a, like that we'd started down that road. So like that many years ago, um, mm. I I keep thinking that VAs have just sort of started because of COVID. Um, and do you, you know, how how do you see that changing going forward? Is it gonna change much more? Or do you think we're all gonna become VAs? Or um, I personally, I don't think we'll all become EAs, but I, I definitely think there's a, a growth in the VA population
0: I think
3: there definitely is i think as people's um priorities might start to change whether that's needing to be flexible for aging parents or wanting to pursue various different hobbies or um, interests or multiple businesses or different income streams at any given time that may see you know a continual increase i think also because of covid more and more businesses that have always been quite um, maybe not as interested in a remote workforce and now that they've seen through COVID that, you know, staff can be, you know, for the most part very productive if not more productive when being given a hybrid or a remote option. They may be more open to bringing in virtual assistants that are running their own business um, into the fold. I mean, we've had inquiries from large food manufacturers within our region that I would have never thought a business like that would consider a virtual assistant, they needed someone for a, you know, a, pro, a, a project and that was the option that they decided to go down to. So I think it's definitely changing. I mean, I've been in this business for seven years and I still am learning and seeing the changes in our industry every day. We have members that have been doing it for 15 plus years and I'm sure they also have seen huge changes, especially with technology and cloud computing internet you know the rise of co-working spaces and all those different things i'm sure they have seen you know could offer an even greater i guess um bird's eye view of the industry for the last however many years and i think there's more uh awareness around offshore virtual assistants and um, that's something that jane and i again are very passionate about is we're a firm believer that there for some businesses there is space for both and they can be you know, there, there is an option, but it's just about we often get businesses coming to us and said, we tried an offshore virtual assistant. It, it didn't work. And when we say what kinds of things were they getting them to do, um, we find that the skill sets um, and the tasks weren't a great match. So looking at, OK, what can your offshore virtual assistant can be doing to bring great efficiencies to your business and what is better placed in the hands of an onshore virtual assistant or team member because sometimes businesses will come to us and the solution is an employee it's not always uh, a virtual assistant who's working for their own business contracting back to the business
2: Right. um so over your career um as a va have you had any funny uh stories or anecdotes that you can share with us or um yeah anything that um you know the or even the joys that you know come from being a va
3: yeah for sure i think you know people often say so what you know what does a normal day like i'm like there is no normal day (laughs) as i'm sure any administrator can relate um you know sometimes you come in you're the person that you're working for throws you a curveball there's something lands in your inbox you're like okay well everything else is getting pushed to the side i think um i think the joys i have seen are where You see business owners that have been struggling and struggling and there's all that self-doubt and thinking I'm not cut out for this business because they've got into it because they love doing people's tax returns, for example, but they're struggling working out how do I do email marketing and how do I manage my social media and, you know, I can't find anyone to design a logo. And when they realize that there's help there and they can get back to doing the stuff that they really love and not sitting up at two o'clock trying to teach themselves Mailchimp and then doubting themselves thinking I'm a terrible business owner. I'm not cut out for this all of those. I think that's the joy. But yeah, for me, no two days. I mean, today I have spent over four hours trying to work out why our air conditioning unit got delivered to one of my clients and installed without anyone ordering it, knowing who installed it. It's just like one of those things where I'm like, right, I'm not going to let this thing beat me. Like a key ta- like a key skill for being a virtual assistant or an administrator I think is being resourceful and knowing where to go, who to ask, where to look and and to be able to be resourceful and just not going well, I don't know and then it now becomes the job of the client or your manager or your executive whoever that might be, but Yeah, every single day is different. And I guess that's why I love having the community because you can share those stories, good, bad and ugly and (laughs) and you can laugh it off and and debrief about it and then get back to doing what you love and and what your clients love you to do for them.
2: Yeah, exactly. And detective, you just named a whole heap of things that we all do in our day-to-day roles and then detectives definitely, um, you know, thrown in there as well.
3: Oh, absolutely. I, I mean... I often, because you get so entwined in your client's business and often that crosses over into your life, like the things that I've helped clients do is like plan holidays, relocate interstate, sell houses, cars, find speech pathologists for their kids. You know, there's no end, I guess, if you're a strong support and you can play that support role to, you know, your executive, your manager, a team, a client. Um, There's no end to, I guess, yeah, what they can get your support, especially if there's that rapport and that trust And they know that you're going to do it, you're going to find a way, you'll keep them updated. Um, Yeah, I guess there's sort of no end to what you can support your team with or the business owner with.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you, Adrian. Um, EJ,
1: did you have any questions or comments? No, I think. I mean, what you're doing there is amazing in building the networks, not just for your own business but also the other VAs in the area and really building that sense of community is just such a great reflection of you and your willingness to give back to our industry as well. So I would just say thank you on behalf of all the people out there. I think oh, that's great. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, it's so good to hear about all the, you know, the just different business opportunities and the amount of VAs that are out there and, and. um you know, it's just growing, which is amazing. So, yeah, thank Absolutely. you for coming on. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. And um, I'll throw back to you, EK, because I think we'll get on Leah now. Thank you. Thanks,
1: Adrian. Okay, Leah, come on in. Hello.
2: Hello, hello.
1: How are you on this fine Tuesday?
4: I'm doing pretty well, doing pretty well
1: starting to get dark out there now it is you have got one of the greatest websites I've seen in a long time and as I have said you made me smile just reading it because I think it has something a little bit different about it and I think it's um it's very true about who you are and what you do so I'm going to tell everyone a little bit about you so you're our you know a resident product productivity queen which I love and I think that is a pretty cool title I mean there's so, so many out there as so we we talk about all the time but this is one of the coolest ones and you you know work with women who are passionate and passionate and about impacting others through teaching and knowledge you're an automated I, I can't talk at this time of the afternoon automated automation strategic person i can't do it i've been in meetings all day since April. <laughs> and also specialize in fine-tuning processes so um you're also really um, invested in having a lifestyle for you and your son, and making your business work for you to create the life you want. Um, so that's really important for a lot of working mums. So we'll touch a little bit about that as well. Um, but you, like a lot of people, were made redundant during COVID, and you took you know life the life into your own hands and chanced it on starting a business. Um, so. I guess my first question to you is what was it like? Was it scary? Your background was in um, tourism and hospitality and then you changed to something a little bit
0: different.
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it was as scary as jumping into anything that you've never really thought about doing before in the past. Um, As a single mum and the sole income earner for my family, it definitely was that moment of like, all right, I've got to make this work. I've got to just go, you know, dive in and get it all started. And it really just came down to just putting faith in the fact that I knew what I was good at and what I good, what I was good at was project managing and supporting people when they needed it the most. So as much as I came from a travel and events and hospitality background, I worked quite predominantly with large groups of people. I worked quite predominantly with um, high exec teams. So it really came down to transferring those skills into something that was going to be a little bit more unique in the way that I delivered it um, would probably be the easiest way <laughs> to to explain that. Um, but yeah, it was definitely scary. It was one of those things where I was like, right, if I, if this doesn't work, then I've got to go back to the drawing board and figure out what's next.
1: Imagine. so I think you know Adrian was talking about what was the biggest learning for you obviously you've got to not just do the virtual assistant side but you've got to set up a business and learn best statements and bookkeeping and all those kind of things um was that part really a big learning curve for you or what are the misses that you had in the business as well like what have you yeah
4: definitely I would say learning how to keep myself accountable would probably be the biggest thing. I was quite lucky that I had worked for a company that really set you up to be quite responsible for what you earned would help pay the bills essentially. So um I had an idea that, you know, rent, electricity, internet, um, you know, paying suppliers, all those bits and pieces. I knew that, that- those costs had to come from somewhere. So I was quite knowledgeable in the fact that that was going to have to be something that I would have to take into consideration. Not everything was going to be a hundred percent profit. But I think for me, it was about being accountable with myself and not having a manager or a team leader or a boss or a CEO kind of keeping me accountable to what needed to be done. I would probably say was the biggest learnings that I've had so far. And it really came down to the fact that I just had always thought I'd worked independently on these projects, but there's a difference between working independently and then being an independent worker. And I think finding that shift from one to the other, um, in the early days was a little bit kind of like rough around the edges, um, but it just came down to the fact that if I just kept myself busy enough and I didn't have a lot of downtime, then it would be fine. So, um, yeah, it was. I would probably say finding that keeping myself accountable piece was a little bit of a journey and a bit of a process um, in getting that off the ground. <laughs>
1: I get Yeah, and it's that keeping whilst you're motivated some days you're just gone tired and go, oh, Mm -hmm. gosh, okay. But, yeah, you need that person behind you. So when you're doing that and you're starting the business, how do you build a client base? How do you, you know, I guess business support, we're quite often not very good at putting ourselves front and centre and saying, hey, I'm wonderful, I can help you. How do you change your mindset and build your client base?
4: You just own it. You 100% own the fact that this is what you do and you find the confidence to be that person who becomes the go-to in that area. So don't get me wrong. It doesn't happen overnight, but it's being able to reposition yourself in your new role and owning what that role looks like for you. So I changed the conversations that I had with people in regards to how I would introduce myself. So I was no longer Leah the travel agent or Leah the event manager. I was now Leah the virtual assistant. So anytime I had a conversation with someone, I reinforced that role and what that meant to me so that I was really clear on like how people would perceive me. And it just meant that when people were having conversations out and about and with friends and family, if somebody was looking for some assistance, If I was constantly telling them that that was what I was doing, that I was going to be that person that were like, oh, my God, Leah can't shut up about the fact that she's a virtual assistant now. Go and have a chat to her. She'll be able to help you. You know what I mean? So it's like giving yourself an opportunity to just own the fact that this is your new role and this is what you want to be doing. And subconsciously you will start realising that you are good at what you do and you'll start to be able to have confidence in yourself to be able to go out there and be like, hey, I'm bloody rocket at this. Like I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm amazing at. And I can help you. I know I can help you because I've helped all these people in the past. So it's really just about owning that new version of yourself and just being confident enough to go, this is who I am now. And I'm just going to consistently remind people of that. So when they need someone, I'm there.
1: Right. I love it. Yeah. I can help you. I love um, on your website that you state not all superheroes wear capes, which we know. Um, but then sometimes um superheroes need a wing woman. I just love that. I love it, I love it, love it. And it is so true, isn't it? Um, so with that, what do you enjoy about having your own business?
4: I think and for what, me, what do you love? About? Yeah, I mean, I could bang on all day about this. Let's be honest, and anybody who listens to any of the stuff that I put online knows that I can bang on about anything. But for me, I think the whole point of having my own business was to give myself an opportunity to prove to myself, that I was worthy enough and I could do it. I'd spent a lot of my corporate career working extremely hard, proving to a lot of other people how good I was at my job. But for me, starting this business was really an opportunity for me to go, you know what, I need to back myself and I 100% know that I've got this. Um, But by doing that, it's allowed me to spend more time with my son. It's allowed me to adopt a puppy because I never said I was going to have any more kids, so why not get a puppy instead? Because that seems like the logical thing to do. (laughs) Of course. Um, You can probably hear him in the background. He's (laughs) one. God knows why. Um, Dinner time. Dinner time. uh, Of course it is. It's always dinner time at this, you know. For him, it's dinner time all all the time. Um, But it did it. It gave me the opportunity to get back time. I had my son quite young. I was 21 when I had him. So when everybody else was off having their you know European holidays and gallivanting around and you know doing all those fun things I was like head down bum up I need to build my career I need to get myself sorted because I've got a little one to look after so I missed out on a lot of early things with him so, by starting this business and proving to myself that I can do it, it's almost like this permission slip to be able to go, "You know what? I can hang out with my son. We can go to the beach of an afternoon or we can finish up early and go camping on a long weekend. Um, or I can go and sit by the beach with a gin and tonic and just enjoy. You know what I mean? it's it's allowed me to really get back to the things that actually make me smile and that make me happy, because um, sometimes you forget what those things are when you're just in the grind you know nine to five getting through the emails getting through the to-do list it's like what am I doing this for why do I want to you know what do I want to achieve at the end of a week what do I want to be happy about so yeah that's
1: good and I think you know you touched on that you could be by a pool now or by the beach and still work now you couldn't have done that four or five years ago too so a lot Mm -hmm. of freedoms come from being a virtual assistant and COVID with that as well so um You work with women's service-based businesses to help them refine all their processes. I'd love to understand how you've automated some of their businesses or made some improvements there.
4: Yeah, definitely. So the big kind of ethos that I run my business by is what does productivity mean to the business owner themselves? There is no cookie-cutter here you go, here's the package, this is how you be productive and how you run a productive business. Because um, my idea of productivity could be your absolute worst nightmare. Um, so it's like finding out what the business owner wants, um, you know, what do they want their life to look like, what do they want to be able to do in their spare time, how do they want to gain more spare time, and then looking at how we can structure their business to facilitate those goals. Um and I fell trapped to starting my business and then trying to have a life around my business and then realized that that wasn't working. (laughs) Whereas you really need to be looking at it as what is a life that you want to create and how can you build a business to kind of assist you with that life? So it really comes down to looking at how they're currently doing things. And I don't think anybody does anything wrong, so to speak, but it's like, how can we look at some of the ways you are doing things and refining those. So repurposing content instead of feeling like you need to reinvent the wheel every single time you create a piece of content is a podcast. The main thing that you feel comfortable doing every week. Could we create a podcast and then look at what other pieces of content we can kind of have from there? Um, Is it having a look at your onboarding process? Do you feel like it's clunky? Are people not getting the right information? Are you not able to get off on the right foot? So it's like, how can we look at what you're currently doing in your business and just Let's just tighten it a little bit. Let's just kind of pull on the strings and see if we can make it a little bit tighter. Um, and it really just comes down to what is it that's important to the business owner and how we can make sure that we're actually refining and automating parts of the process that's actually going to be beneficial to them. I don't believe in automating everything one hundred percent. You lose that personal touch. you like you you lose that flavor of that business owner, but it's like how can we still create the same customer experience? but without feeling like we have to handhold them through the whole process so that they still get the right experience but you as the business owner can kind of step back and let the customer go through that journey. Um, yeah, so it's it's definitely kind of like having these conversations individually with the business owners to find out what they want to do but it's very much about going, right, you know, why do you need to have this done? And I do, I turn into a bit of a annoying t- like two-year-old and they're like, yeah, I want to do it this way and I'm like, why? Then they'll tell me and I'm like, cool, why? Like I'm going to keep asking you until we get to the actual cause of like why we need to have this done. So, And sometimes it's just these ladies don't have the time to sit down and ask themselves why or ask these like valuable questions. So having someone like me come in who doesn't really have that same emotional connection to the business, I can be that bit of a brutal ass kicker and be like, right, what do we actually need to get done and why are we taking so long to do it when... There's so many possibilities open for you that can make it a hell of a lot easier.
1: Because it's really like that. You're a bit of an engineer in a way where you're looking at everything and pulling it apart and putting it back together again. So,
4: Yeah. yeah.
1: Sometimes I don't like it when I pull everything apart, but I'm like, trust the process.
4: Trust the process.
1: (laughs) Well, that's true, isn't it? You're taking the client on a journey and they're in an uncomfortable space and you're really leading them into the, the space they need to be at. So. It must be really quite rewarding, I'd say, in a lot of ways when you can do that.
4: It is, and it's nice to be able to chat to these women once we've implemented things or had some of these hard conversations, and it's like you can almost just see their shoulders drop, like, oh, my God, like, you get it. You understand. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. You know, and a lot of the women that I work with are mums as well, and as a mum who is running their own mumpire, it really is that opportunity for me to be like, I just get it. I totally get that things aren't always smooth sailing, but together we can find out what's really going to work for you, and it's going to be an opportunity for you to actually get more of that grasp on why you started the business and what kind of impact you want to create, and then be able to use that to fuel, you know, the life that you want.
1: I love the word mumpire. I think that's um, I love it. That's my favorite. Really (laughs) good term, isn't it? Fantastic. (laughs) I'm going to change tack a little bit. You were one of our winners in the AAA first time. I was. And I remember you going up on stage and getting that award. Um, And you were the winner of the Manager of Codependence. And I guess it would be lovely to hear because obviously nominations are open. Um, What that experience was for you and did it help your business? Would you recommend people to nominate or nominate themselves? What, What were your thoughts on that?
4: I was absolutely blown away to be crowned the winner in 2021. Not going to lie, I was not expecting it. Up against some amazing women in the category. And I think for me, it really kind of cemented again that I knew what I was doing and the path that I was on, the women working with, the work that I was doing, the conversations I was having was all heading in the right direction. Um, You know, I, I mentioned earlier that, I'd spent a lot of my time looking for that external validation and I've been working really hard on using internal validation to get me where I want to be. But it was almost like this extra little pat on the back, like you did a good job, like well done. (laughs) Um, So it was really nice to kind of be um, not only amongst an amazing group of women but to be crowned um, the winner that year was honestly just amazing and I was extraordinarily blown away. Um, I actually still have it on my Bookcase yeah, behind it me. Is. Yeah. So every, every time I'm on Zoom, it's always there. Um, and people always ask, "Oh my God, is that?" That's my son moving into the background.
2: Um, <laughs> got he's got a career on TV.
4: Out. I know, isn't it? Let me just position everything for you properly. Um, but yeah, it honestly was a truly amazing experience, and I would highly recommend to anybody out there who's working with someone in the administration, um, professional area to nominate like it means the world to someone like me to like other women in this profession to have that thanks like we we know deep down that the people we work with appreciate what we do but sometimes we want other people to know that they appreciate what we do (laughs) um so it really is nice to kind of have that extra like you know, I don't know, extra kudos from someone that you really enjoy working with to be able to be like, yeah, like you're good at your job and I want to tell everybody that this is why I think you're amazing at, at what you do. So I would def- definitely recommend if you have an admin professional in your life thats that you're working with, 100% nominate them. And if you are thinking about self-nomination, I don't think that that's a bad idea either. It really is a great opportunity for you to put your hand up and be that person that is like, I'm really good at what I do. And the reason for that is fill in the blank. So <laughs> it really is a good opportunity, whether you know someone that you work with that can be nominated or you'd love to nominate yourself. I really do think it's an opportunity for you to really put your hand up, put yourself out there. Um, cause if you don't, um, you, like the worst thing that's going to happen is, is you don't win, but people are still going to know winning. about you. So it's like, it's a win-win situation as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah. Exactly. Well,
2: yeah, you're
1: a fantastic winner. So, um, Mel, did you Thank have any you. questions for Leah?
2: Um, No questions, just um, a reflection on, you know, the fact that the businesses are, you know, in different parts of the country, that the talent pool is out there and around and that you don't have to be in major cities and um, be where the action is happen- happening to okay. find amazing Uh, virtual amazing administrative assistants uh, because there's so many virtual ones out there so yeah it's just uh, a great space in our industry
4: no it is and I totally agree with you I think there was always this misconception when I first started that like I because I live on the Gold Coast which is not a huge business hub so to speak it's like Mm are people in like Sydney or Brisbane or Melbourne going to know who I am and what I do and it's like the amount of small businesses that I work with that are also in, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Gold Coast is considered regional but I mean like officially a regional town um, that are quite happy to work with someone who's actually not in the hustle and bustle. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting to note that it's not just you have to be in the action to find the action. It's about just putting yourself out there and letting people know that this is what you do and this is what you love to do.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us today, two no, fantastic you. guests. Um, so thanks for your time today. Um, I was just going to touch base on that um, at the AAA Awards, we're just changing the, um, some of the categories a little bit this year and we've got the agility um, connector category because, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit today about the um, essence of agility and adaptability in a hybrid and flexible um environment. So Mel and I work in that environment, both you and Adrian, um, work in that environment as well. So we've tweaked it a little bit in the awards. Um, you know, there's, these people that are going to get nominated, they're seamless in their collaboration, collaboration, remote communication, project management, and they also look at ways to create efficiencies and automation, as we've talked about workflows. So, um, you know, it's a really, really great category as well. Um, So that's how the little bit of the change is there and I hope I've quickly talked about that in the right way. I'll get the thumbs up if I have. I have, so that's really good. I like it when the boss says, yes, you're doing well. Um, And then... um, Next week, Mel and I will actually be away, so Mish will be taking over with and um, hosting with also one of our other fabulous um, um, team members, Marie Wood. So, um, thanks for everyone for joining us today. Have a great week and stay amazing. See you all later. Bye, everyone. Thanks, Liz. See Yeah,
2: thank you. Bye.
0: what a great show today thank you to our guests for joining us and to stay connected with us please head across to instagram follow us at admin unboxed and if you have any comments or questions please dm us we'd love to hear from you and if you want to join the show please also let us know because we want to hear your story and your journey and also the expertise that you have in your administrative job here in australia until next time be amazing be beautiful and see you guys soon